Hello, Guru Fateh. Welcome to the Sikhast. My name is Manpreet Singh. Thank you for being with us. We are here with our 12 Guru series from 1469 to infinity. And today we are on the 12th and we're going to talk about Guru Pant. And with me, as always, I have Indipreet Singh. Indipreet Singh, welcome to the podcast. Guru Fateh. Glad to be here. Yeah, so Indipreet, we made it. We're on. We're on Guru Pant. Yes, we We've are. We've answered uh, <laughs> everyone's Twitter questions on why 12 Gurus. I thought it was 10. So uh, we discussed uh, Guru Gantab last time, and today we're going to talk about Guru Pant. So let's get started. Okay, yes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that question came up quite a bit and still continues to come up as why 12 Gurus. And I always like to say, right, at the end of the day, there's only one guru <laughs> and uh, the, these are the different manifestations of the guru and the guru Khalsa Pant uh, manifestation of the guru I think is either uh, not even known or, or not even understood to be uh, or definitely misunderstood so thought we'd uh, um, you know delve into that area um, many of you who have been in uh, any uh, Sikri or um, organized workshop or webinar uh, whenever we discuss uh aspect of guru khalsa pant or six sovereignty or something there's a very favorite quote that all of us use um and i, I want to start by reading that uh, it's obviously from one of the favorite authors we have which is professor puran singh this is in his book spirit of the sick um he has many different essays um uh, uh, and uh I forget exactly which essay this one is from, but regarding the Khalsa. And he says, in the constitution of the Khalsa Commonwealth, the greatest act of genius of Guru Gobind Singh was when he transferred the divine sovereignty vested in him to the God-inspired people, the Khalsa. So, and, and that is, I think, the act of genius because when when people like Guru Gobind, when, when you know prophets like Guru Gobind Singh, Guru Nanak, they do things, it just takes so much time and effort for us to really understand what's going on here, <laughs> right? This is the uh, this is the day we're talking about is 1699 Vasakhi Day, Guru Gobind Singh Sahib. You know we've, we've talked about it before already. Um, inaugurates the Khalsa Pant, the Panch Pyare. Uh, the five enthroned, sometimes we call it the five beloved, but but the five sovereign ones is what even Professor Pulinson calls them sometimes. What he did was, okay, he he uh, performed the, you know, the inaugural Amrit Sanchar on that day. But guess what happened right after? Is He himself, Guru Gobind Singh Saab, Dasam Pita, himself bows down to the Panjdar and say, from this day, you are Guru, so please also bless me with Amrit. So the whole dynamic of Guru and Chela was turned topsy-turvy, upside down, where the so-called Chela, the disciples, are bringing the Guru in the fold and the Guru-Chela relationship changes. So, And this is how I always present in very simple terms, at least to me. So it's not about logic, to be honest. It's all about the love and the and the the um, kind of the the you know this almost mystical relationship between the Khalsa and 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 its uh, the Khalsa Pan status of guruship. But I always tell this to people. Okay, everyone has heard of the Amrit Sanchar ceremony, um, the Kandiki Pahol ceremony must take place 
in the presence of the Guru. The Guru is the only one who can bestow Khandiki Paho or Amrit. So in the modern day Amrit Sanchar ceremony, it is not possible to for someone to just go up to the Guru Granth Sahib and say bestow Amrit and uh, they, they get inaugurated in the Khalsa Panth. You must go in front of the Panj Pyare. And it is also not possible to go in front of the Panj Pyare without the Guru Granth Sahib present and say, all right, uh, I want to take Amrit. There's a whole, the whole methodology here is where the Guru, the holistic Guru, Guru Granth Sahib is present, as well as the Panj Pyare, the, the five sovereign ones, the representative of the Guru Khalsa are present. They have to both go together and then Amrit can be bestowed. So that doesn't make Guru Granth Sahib you know, like half of a guru. Uh, it doesn't make it like, uh, you know, the guru Khalsa Pant half of a guru, but they, they both have to go intertwined together. You know, Guru Khalsa Pant enshrined with the thought, with the wisdom, the divine wisdom of the Guru Granth Sahib together, I have the status of guruship. And, and that's where I think it gets confusing sometimes for people is how can just people become the guru? Uh, is what a confusion uh, that, that may occur. Um, well, it's not just people. It's when these people are empowered with the divine sovereignty, which is what Professor Poon Singh is saying, when, when, the, when the divine sovereignty is transferred within them on the foundation of Guru Shabad, that's what makes, makes them the, the, the Guru Khalsa. It could be a kind of a logical way to explain it, to be honest, but, but feeling... Uh, the, the Guru Khalsa is what really will kind of make make people to kind of understand what the idea is. Was is that something, um, um, Manpreet? You feel that people are not too familiar with and and have difficulty understanding the corporate guruship, the the the, the status of guruship of the Guru Khalsa Fund. I think everybody knows and they've heard the story, but then, like Tani, you were saying, nobody's feeling it. Nobody actually uh, keeps that aware in their mind. It's all about Guru Granth Sahib and anything else around it is, I don't want to say it becomes like folklore, but they don't, they're not, they're not living with that reality. Right, right. I, I, and that's, that's, a, that's an important point, at least for me and my kind of ever since I started on this path or started realizing uh, the, the, the path, which was, you know, um, probably now 20, 30 years ago, uh, not, not since the beginning, since I was a child, it, it did occur afterwards, is that there's, there's something in our community, there's that missing link of the, the PR and the love for the uh, Guru Khalsa Pant, which really kind of brings me down sometime, but, you know, one needing to be in the, in the uh, kind of area of Chardikala, it, it, it keeps me going, it keeps me going. And that's why I think we're, we're, we're talking about Guru Khalsa Panth today. So, all right, uh, this was 1699, right? Guru Khalsa Panth was inaugurated. And in 1708, the Ad Granth uh, got the status of Guruship, uh, which was in 1708 in, in Hazur Sahib in Nandir, down, down south in India. But Subsequent to that, uh, and, and the whole, you know, the whole 10 Guru series, that, up to the 10 Gurus that we did, uh, one of the kind of uh, reference material I kept referencing was the growth of responsibility 
in Sikhism by Principal Teja Singh. So that kind of showed the progress of the community and how the authority of the Guru kept being shared and kept being, uh, you know, developed within the community. And then when the authority then gets bestowed, and this is what we just covered right now. But there are some uh, secondary texts and different, uh, I would say, couplets that many would have heard, especially during Vasakhi time or Guru Gobind Singh Ji's Prakash sort of time frame. You hear this in Gurdwaras all the time. So let me let me just pick a few of them. Oh, these are not uh, couplets, but these are phrases that come in our Sikh history. You may have heard. Um, Atma Grantvich De Pantvich. So the divine light wisdom, sometimes translated as soul, is in the grunt, the day, the body is in the pant. So that's from all historical texts. There's another one which is a three layer one. <laughs> uh, what is a Sikh? Who, what, what should a Sikh do? And then the answer was Puja Akalki. So worship of the Akal. Parcha Shabadka Didar Khalseka. So worship of the timeless one. The kind of delving in and discussion and, and trying to, uh, you know, reflect upon Shabbat and the Didar, the, the vision or hanging out with, right? The Didar, connection with the Khalsa. So they, these are kind of different modes in which in historical texts, post Guru Gobind Singh Ji period, these type of words uh, started coming up. But the most important one that I want to share today, give me just a couple of minutes to talk about it. Uh, we cover this uh, as a specific session during uh, the first couple of divans in one of our Sikhis flagship uh, programs called Siddhak. So everyone, regardless of which track they take, this whole idea of kind of realizing, going back to the basics of Guru Khalsa Pant that we bring up. And everyone knows that after our Pantik Ardas, in all Gurdwaras, uh, we, we recite these couplets called Dohere. So the Dohere that we uh, usually recite, everybody know, hopefully knows, that's not from Guru Granth Sahib, it's not from Gurbani. Uh, it's after the Das, there's no uh, kind of protocol as to what should be read or how it should be read, but this is what typically is read in all Gurdwaras. Agya Pei Tabe Chalayo Pant, Subsequent ko hukum hai, Guru Maniyo Granth, Guru Granth Ji Maniye, Pargur Guran Ki De, Jo Prabh Ko Mil Boche Hai, Khojino Mele. And then of course, there's Raj Karega Khalsa Anki. But these two lines, Agya Pe Yakal Ki, Tabe Chalayo Pant, and Guru Granth Ji Maniyo, Pargur Guran Ki De. What many people do not know, these are from the pen of uh, one of our uh, historical writers, in the 19th, late 19th century, 1880, Siddhi Guru Pant Prakash from Gyani Gyan Singh. Now I've mentioned uh, the word Pant Prakash before. There are two Pant Prakashes. Um, one is by Gyani Gyan Singh, and this is in the 1880s. Uh, and then there's another one is uh, Siddhi Guru Pant Prakash by Ratan Singh Pangu. Uh, that is the more, um, I would say uh, early 1800s. So both of them are, are in the 19th century, but in the uh, early 1800s, or maybe even, yeah, uh, maybe late 1700s or early 1800s was uh, referencing Pangu. But just note the date, 1880, Yani Gyan says, Guru Granth Ji Manio Pargat Guranki Te. Now, if we look, everyone knew that there were lots of writings during the contemporary times of Guru Gobind Singh Ji himself. And 
we were going to maybe talk about Rahatnama a little bit later, but in the Rahatnama of someone named Pai Prahlad Singh. So Pai Prahlad Singh was a contemporary, grew up together with Guru Gobind Singh um, in the early 1700s. He has published, he has written uh, Rahatnama, which gets referenced a lot. And in there, very similar line. It says, Guru Khalsa Manye, Pargad Guru Ki De, Jo Sikmo Milbeche Hai Khoj Inho Me Le. So in the 1818 version, Guru Granth Ji Manye, understand or, um, uh, yeah, understand the, or, or uh, believe in the Guru Granth, which is the body of the Guru. They, the word they here is Guru. So Guru Granth Sahib Ji is being presented as the body of the Guru in 1880. But in the early 1700s, this was after um, 1699, by Prahlad Singh, it's attributed to, says, Recognize the Guru Khalsa as the body of the Guru. Those six who want to meet me, search within them. So this is, okay, what would be, what is po- more possible to be a dilution of a message more later in the years uh, of contemporary of the guru himself or more closer to the guru himself? That's the kind of the question and the discussion we have and what, what makes sense from secondary texts, what to put more weight on. Again, at the end of the day, Guru Granth Sahib, that's the, the heaviest of weights of all of our, our uh, written form. Uh, but then the secondary texts, Things that are more contemporary of Guru Gobind Singh Ji should be given some weight. For some reason, why this whole idea of Guru Khalsa is actually has the status of Guruhood has been diluted and dissolved, especially in the recent, I would say, 50 to 60 years. A little attempt sometimes to bring up the status of Guruship of, of Guru Khalsa have come up, but nothing that's pervasive um, uh, we go back now some of the explanations of why Gany Gansing wrote that um, it was precursor to the Singh Sabha time frame the Deitari Gurus you know Gurus uh, um, people or Babas and, and others being considered as the embodiments of Gurus or progeny out like um, uh, you know descendants of the guru being treated as the guru themselves though that was very prevalent at that time so somehow to kind of keep people away from that bring them back to the grunt may have been a reason that he he, he wrote that um, I'm going to quote for you Jani Gyan Singh's other work that he, he's done uh, in the context of the Khalsa as well so it's very interesting he uses the word Guru Khalsa a lot of other places in his text but uh, this one this week somehow got caught uh, and became popular and is used in Gurdwaras today. So we have never a chance to memorialize or remember um, the Guru Khalsa specifically with that phrase. I always tell people, guess what? Our Ardas, we are memorializing, we are spending a lot of time in our, in our Pantik Ardas on the Guru Khalsa. After the phrase, what comes right after that all the way into the until the last asking or the specific thing about about what that event may be what the das may be about is it's all about the community it's all about the 
sacrifice, and it starts with the representative of the guru, Panjampiarya, it starts. I have uh, texts of Ardas from long times ago where it starts with Char Sabjada and then says Panjampiarya. Again, kind of connecting that, that familial, uh, you know, uh, bodies of the guru to the, to the sons of the guru. Uh, but the Pantik Ardas has, has been uh, agreed upon. It starts with Panjampiarya. But it also talks about the royal paraphernalia of, of the Guru Khalsa. Chonkiya, Chande, Bunge, Juga, Jugatal, Taramka, Jaikai. All of these are, all have to do with uh, the Khalsa and the Guru Khalsa. So we do that, do that every day in our Ardas. No one thinks about it from the perspective. Well, I shouldn't say no one. I think not too many people think about it from the perspective that this is, uh, the, the attributes uh, and the memorialization of the Guru Khalsa, which, which continues today as well, just like the Guru Khalsa. That's very true. I, until you mentioned that, I never knew that existed. So it's interesting to know how things uh, changed and kind of changed the course of, of history in how we do Adas. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and that happens a lot. You know, one thing becomes like a fad or a trend and it has a purpose to it. And but contextually, depending on the time, it either dilutes or strengthens what, what a core message should be. Okay, so the Guru, uh, the Guru Khalsa's status of Guru is actually very clearly stated in the Sikh Rahat Maryamda. Um, and I think maybe in the context of the Guru Khalsa. So we have the Guru Granth Sahib, of course, is our, is our present day. Guru, the divine wisdom of the Guru, or the Jyot of the Guru, uh, the day is the Khalsa. So what, what and how should the Khalsa operate should, should be a question that, that, that comes up, right? And uh, we, we have it, uh, I hope a lot of our listeners know and understand that we have a document um, which is not too, not hundreds of years old, but uh, is is a, a kind of a culmination of, of a need of the time to kind of lay down the protocols and the kind of way of way of life, way of living. The uh, hat Mariada has to have to do with way of life of, of the six. Um, and there's specific mention in there regarding um, the, the Khalsa Pants uh, way of life uh, in there as well. Uh, if I may, so there were many different Rahatname um, that popped up during the time of uh, Guru Granth Sahib. I do actually mention if, if someone wants to take the Rahatname, Rahat Mariada to be kind of what is the way of life of the Sikh, Guru Ramdas has a beautiful Shabad in the Guru Granth Sahib. And for your listeners, I really, before embarking on any kind of research around Rahatname and Sikh Rahat Mariada, I always, you know, start off by Guru Ramdas's Shabad, Guru Sadgur ka jo sikha kai so palke utkhan naam tiai udham kare palke bo paati ishnan kare amritsar naale. So it's a beautiful Shabad. It continues on. And the last line of the Shabad, it says, the, the true Sikh is such that the Guru would take the dust of the feet of that Guru Sikh who aches with love and inspires others to ache with love. Um, the actual words, Jananak Tur Mangetis Gursikhi, so Aap Japa, Avre Nam Japare. The word Japna comes here, right? But Professor Poon Singh has beautifully translated Japna as aching with love. So just, that can be in any form, right? But it uh, can be 
recitation, it can be repetition, but it can be also action as well. So at the core and the essence of all Rehat Name and Sikh Rehat Maryada should be that foundation that what, what Guru uh, Ram Das Ji has, has shared is what is the lifestyle of a Sikh to be. This Sikh Rehat Maryada uh, many times has been also lots of confusion and lots of <laughs> issues associated with it for some reason. But um, it was in the uh, right after the whole Singh Sabha movement was in full force and the Gurdwaras of the Sikhs were under the control of detractors of the Pants, uh, there was a Gurdwara reform movement that took place. And once the control of these Gurdwaras came back, the need of having like a standard protocol, at least in the historical Gurdwaras, in the, in the, in the Gurdwaras yeah, um, in the, under Pantic control, was sought that need was was known and a committee was was formed now this was happening uh with the help of the shromni gurdwara prabandha committee which has a very recent checkered history so i don't want to get into that part but um it was under the aegis of the Akalta staff at, at that time and uh a lots and lots of people got together um for that and uh, it was under the convenership of none other than, you know, one of my favorite authors of Sikh, of, of Sikhi, uh, Principal Tejasin. So this was uh, through, I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, 14 years worth of, you know, editing and meetings and trying to come up with a consensus on what should be the protocol of our gurdwaras as well as uh, certain attributes and lifestyles of, of, of a gursik uh, have all been documented in here. It was finally uh, agreed upon in 1945. And the day that it was agreed upon and the Akalta announced it, that very same day, gurdwaras like Gurdwara Ghana Sahib and uh, Akalta Sahib and, and other gurdwaras started following the the protocols uh, of of the Guru Khalsa, uh, the, the Khalsa's uh, Sikrat Maria, the Khalsa's Sikrat Maria. Before even you ask, uh, I'll tell you that there, there are many um, modern day uh, people are are poking issues at our Sikrat Maria um, because they, again, I think the fundamental reason is because there's a lack of agreement or understanding that the Khalsa has the authority of the Guru, has the, has the authority of Guruship as well and where Gurbani obviously cannot be changed, Gurbani remains constant as the needs of the times permit the Khalsa has the the institutions available to them the Guru Khalsa has the institutions available to set up protocol, give guidance um, these are institutions like the Sarbat Khalsa, Gurmatas that are passed, Hukamname that are that are passed, and th those are traditions of the Khalsa that were uh, from the Guru's time and, and then uh, you know transformed into the the Khalsa's uh, traditions uh, that continue to be. And one of the biggest complaints I hear is how can a bunch of people get together and write something that's applicable to everyone. Uh, yeah, if they were just uh, randomly not under the guidance of some guidelines or some, you know, kind of barriers come up with that, I would, I would completely agree. But given the context of the time and what was available to them with the 
consensus building. You know, we, we, one small tidbit about the Sikhat Maryada, and it, and it has it right in the text itself, that this draft of the Sikhat Maryada was sent abroad from outside of Punjab, all over India, but even to Malay, Malaysia of today, even to Kenya, even to Stockton, California, uh, which means USA and Canada and all, all over the world at that time to please review. We are trying to make a consensus built document that is, is a guideline for our Gurdwaras and our, our way of living. Can you imagine in the 1930s and the 1940s sending drafts of documents, getting input, getting feedback, without email, without internet, without Google Docs and people editing, doing that over the course of 14 plus years is, is a phenomenal feat. Um, and, you know, just poo-pooing the document that is done by people, not by the guru, is, is I think, doing it uh, severe injustice. And one last thing I, I want to say, another recent issue that I heard was, oh, this is Principal Teja Singh's writing. It's obvious. It's clear that Principal Teja Singh was, so it's Teja Singh's that Mariada. Well, the way to kind of answer that is, right, um, the scribe of the Guru, of, of the Ad Granth was uh, by Gurdasi. So he's the one who wrote it. But the guidance, the dic dictation of what is to be written came from Guru Arjan Sahib. So everyone is clear on that, that the scribe may have been by Gurdasi, but the Guru, it's revealed word of the Guru. So it's the Guru Granth Sahib. The Sikhrat Maryada, yes, the convener was chosen to be Principal Teja Singh. He's the one who probably wrote a lot of it and a lot of the text. Some of the texts are actually cut and paste directly from more of our ancient Rahatnami. But it is the Guru Pants Rahat Maryada. The Guru was the guiding light on it. The Guru Granth Sahib was the primary source. They had a lot of other secondary sources. This idea of the, the responsibility and authority of the Guruship was with them. And, and they wrote it, so it comes published as uh, Rahat Maryada, announced by the Akal Takht, but yes, in the pen of Principal Teja Singh, but it's not Teja Singh's Rahat Maryada, it's the Guru Pant's Rahat Maryada. And uh, I think for those may who have not read it or not know about the history, start with Guru Ramdas's description of the life of a Gursik, and then start reading it from that angle, I think it'll it'll be worthwhile. Yeah, I think that's a great suggestion. And I'm requesting everybody that listens to this to actually go and read the Ratmarada. It's not even that long. It's like a pamphlet, really. It's it's like a very, you know, you could read it in a sitting, you know, if you really want to. But it tells you so much. All the questions that people have, especially young people on like, because young people don't have like crazy spiritual questions. They have like do's or don'ts <laughs> questions. And a lot of them, and, and they should. And, and a lot of them are answered right there. I don't have to make it up. You know, I said, well, this is what it's written and this is how it is. And but sometimes it boggles my mind on so many six that I come in touch with that have maybe read part of it or not even read it at all and don't know about it. And mm -hmm. so it's, I just request everyone to go and read it. There's so much information in there that you're going to learn something new. You know, I read it like maybe twice a year just to, uh, just to make sure, um, you know, it's in my head. And every time I read it, I, I learn something new or maybe I forgot something and, you know, it clicks again. So, but, but I also want to say like a quick story, if I could, on, mm -hmm. on something, you know, on, on social. And I, and, and I know 
you know, because the Rathmiranda has on what you should do, what you shouldn't do, and, and uh, just like a code and a lifestyle of right. what a Sikh should be. And, and right. one of the Qurats was, you know, I got very um, agitated because I'm going out to Costco and I'm trying to get, like, you know, food and this and that. And, you know, I start <sighs> seeing meat that is halal, you know. And I'm like, okay. this is not cool, you know. I, I don't I don't want it. And I wrote something on social about it. Like, this is, you know, all over the place. Like, why can't I just get, you know, uh, lamb that's not halal or something like that, I wrote. And then even six were like, hey, why? What's wrong with halal meat? And, you know, why? And I'm like, well, oh, it's in the Rat Mirada. And, you know, their counterpoint and a lot of people's counterpoint, which kind of you mentioned here, is that, well, it's not, you know, um, the, the Rat Mirada is not Guru Granth Sahib. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and my counterpoint to that is like, look, you're married. How did you do the marriage ceremony? It's not in the Guru Granth mm-hmm. Sahib. How, when you do mm-hmm. that us, not everybody is in the Guru Granth Sahib. You're still doing that us, right? So, right. and then, right. you know, hopefully that'll just get them to read it and understand why is it made, how it was made, the history behind it. And one of the few documents, especially one of the last documents that, you know, Sabat Khalsa made, you know, in the last hundred years that is, right. you know, I don't want to say foundation, but it's a key piece of work. And I, I just, I just request everyone want to read it. It'll, it'll answer a lot of your questions uh, that right. you might have. I agree. You know, the punchline at the end of this was going to be, you know, engage with the Guru Khalsa Pant. This is one form to do that in the Sikh Nath Mariada, engage with the Guru Granth Sahib. But that's exactly what you're saying is, is I think at least at a, if, if all of us, take the time, and like you said, probably half an hour to read the whole document. All right, and there may be questions, there may be things that we don't agree with it, and, and, but unless we engage with the, the traditions and the protocols of the Guru Khalsa, how can we further the cause of the Guru Khalsa, if, if that's what we are you know, so inspired to do? So no, that's a, that's a very good point. <laughs> Um, so in some of the institutions that are mentioned there, uh, in, in, and that are kind of the institutions of, of the Guru Khalsa, the Panchkakar, the Banis, what is the process of Amit Sanchar? The four, the four life cycle events, uh, is Nam, uh, so n- naming ceremony or birth, death ceremony, uh, marriage, uh, Anand Karaj, and Amit, Amit Sanchar. So, so it was only, it was only the four, uh, sanctioned uh, life cycle events. Obviously, many of us do many other events related to our, our life, but those four at least are the basis and the foundation and the guideline. But it says in there as well that any event that we do, just as long as we do it with the focus on Guru Granth Sahib and and Bani and Seva and, and Sangat, that those those are those are the ways that our our events should be celebrated. So it's very beautiful, simplistic. Um, and it is not just a list of do's and don'ts because, you know, defining what the Khalsa should be like and what it should, should not be confined to just a list of do's and don'ts. But like you said, it's a, it's a guideline for that. And speaking of what the Khalsa should be like, so someone said, okay, it's Guru Khalsa Pant. What is it? What, who is, who can be a member of, of this thing? And then the best place to look into that is a Shabad attributed to Guru Gobind Singh Ji in this, in uh, the Teti Sveye, which again, like I said, we sing every year during Vasakhi or others, is like, who is the Khalsa? And I'm just going to recite it and just uh, share a uh, kind of a trans creation, trans 
relation that we've worked on over the years. I, I have worked on it myself, but others have, have helped along the way. So it, the, the Shabad is Jagat Jot Japan Nisabasur Ek Bina Mananak Na Ane Puran Prem Pratit Sajay Brat Gor Madi Matpool Namane Tirat Dan Dea Tap Sanjam Ek Bina Nah Ek Pachane Puran Jot Jagay Katame Tab Khalas Tahe Nakhalas Jane. So this is what is the Khalsa. What what the Khalsa Commonwealth includes what type of people? And uh, some one version of a translation is that person who focuses on the divine light day and night and never puts even a little bit of faith in anyone else except the one Vaiguru. That person who has complete faith and love and even by forgetfulness does not put any faith in fastings or worships of dead people, tombs of the dead people and places of so-called saints. That person who does not pay attention to holy pilgrimage centers, charity, acts of pity, difficult meditation poses and restraint. If all of these are done without remembering Vaigru, the one, the ik. And that person who, in whose heart the light of the perfect one shines, that one is to be recognized as a pure member of the Khalsa. So some of the things is about love and oneness and ikonka. You know, that is, at the ultimate, the Guru Khalsa's embodiment comes from the Guru Granth Sahib's embodiment, right? So there should be no difference there, just a manifestation. So, but that's really, I think, when one needs to understand the Guru Khalsa or the Khalsa, where, where does that come from? And Guru Gobind Singh himself has, has shared that with us. Um, but speaking of these traditions uh, of the Guru Khalsa, I, I want to go back now to, uh, let's do this quick, is with uh, uh, Jani Gyan Singh again. So Jani Gyan Singh um, has, of course, the uh, uh, Sri Guru Pant Prakash, but he also has another text uh, Twadi Guru Khalsa. Oh, yeah, sorry. This one is from, also from the Sri Guru Pant Prakash of Gyani Gyan Singh, not, not Ratan Singh Pangu. So, what people don't know is the phrase, Julte Nishan Rehe Pant Maharaj Ke, right? All of our kids are just definitely get kind of empowered and, and, and have a lot of energy when they recite that. Uh, with like a Nagara in the background or a big tabla happening in the background. But where is that coming from? That is the 27th stanza of the 48th section of uh, Yani Gyan Singh's uh, Siddhi Gurpan Prakash. Um, and what's interesting, I read this a long time ago, and I read it recently as well, that the section where it's describing kind of the praise of the Khalsa is the, is in the section where what was the Khalsa known at least in the 18th century? So this is kind of a uh, uh, he, he explains kind of the history of the ten gurus and then he goes into the um, 1700s of of uh, the the Guru Khalsa Pant and then finishes with the 1800s of course right. But um, Khalsa was known everybody knows that uh, right now make 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 fun of the Bana Vajya of, of the Sardar right. But it was when the Khalsa, regardless of where they were, what they were doing, when anyone came to them for help and assistance, they would just drop everything they would do and, and go. And in this case, um, a, uh, the, the, the historical
historical event is in a city called Jalalabad, which is kind of uh, east of Delhi in the current day UP, where there was a lot of atrocities going on and the the uh, rulers of of those times had taken away the, the daughters of the Brahmins. So the daughters were taken away and uh, the Khalsa was you know approached to please help us because we are we are helpless so in praise of what the khalsa did and continued to do in in their area at that time uh, the brahmins wrote it in this fashion which was rendered by gyani gyanti so that, that's kind of the background of the of of where this julte nishan rahe pant maharaj ke it's an asking that may the flags of the of the maharaj continue to flutter in the wind right but it's this is a beautiful po- uh, it is poetry it's, it's written in braj bhasha and i'm just going to read it really quickly vahin shingare rahe bajte nagare rahe bari poom dare rahe jeb tariya taaj ke sangate abad rahe avate prasad rahe at ahlad rahe yaad mein sukaj ke gaadiyan atal rahe chaukiyan achal rahe bunge chala chal rahe sahat samaj ke लागते दीवान रहे गावते सुजान रहे झूलते निशान रहे पंथ महाराज के झूलते निशान रहे गुरु महाराज के एज वेल सो दिस टू डिफरेंट मैन्यूस्क्रिप्ट ऑफ दिस ऑफ दिस बुक बट हियर इज दूस ट्रांसलेशन ऑफ दिस इन अ कैन ऑफ अट ऑफ अटिक फॉर्म मे दे व्हीकल्स perpetually remain decorated and among the cries of victory their war drums remain reverberated may their enemies remain at bay and the crowns on their heads glisten in the sun's rays may their collective and community flourish and the blessed food that they share always nourish may great peace and joy remain and all their work for righteousness they maintain may their rides remain riding forever and their fortifications move never may their mansions be full of activity people coming and going freely may the courts always be in session singers singing with string instruments and percussion may their standards flutter in the wind the insignia of the pant of the guru nanak and gobind singh so here is non sikhs understanding this huge you know traditions and cultures and reputation of the sikhs you know um uh, khalsa ji ke bol wale that we say in ardas every day the word khalsa and that that kind of attachment to or inspiration from the history and the traditions and the you know just the different customs that we have today in our gurdwara all khalsa khalsa traditions um i get really inspired by things like this you know the the historical traditions of the khalsa uh, understanding the status of the guru khalsa is is very important for me um and i hope people get just a little glimpse of what the guru khalsa is all about and that's so what what can i do about it as as i said the the punchline here is let's engage <laughs> let's you know one avenue to do that is with the sikhrat maryada gives the guru's vision of a personal as well as a, a pantic community you know khalsa living um it's and and let's revive uh, some of those traditions um uh, you know another tradition in the sikhrat maryada that was a khalsa tradition is understand the mouth of the poor one to be the treasure box of the guru so if you want to give something we go to a gurdwara we put it in the golak right uh, understand the uh, the mouth of a poor so feeding of the poor 
is as good as doing matatek uh, in, in front of the guru. Uh, that's another thing. And and yeah, uh, whoever has already embarked on that journey, right? Those who have coming and uh, once once you uh, get bestowed with amrit, um, there's an analogy that the Khalsa uses all the time, which is uh, join the the ship that that's gonna you know sail in the ocean. Uh, so chargya. So now you don't sit idle on that ship. You got to do work. <laughs> it's not just a reaching a, a status and, and you're done. It's, it's, it's just the beginning of the work that needs to be done. So reflect on what the, the vision was, revive it, and, and then respond and act within it. And I, I think that the, the message of the Guru Khalsa. Anything else we want to uh, cover, Manpreet, on the Guru Khalsa? No, no, I think we covered a lot, and I'm glad you uh, ended it like that. And so we've uh, been doing this for 12 months, and we started with Guru Nanak Devji, and we ended with the Guru Khalsa Pant. And so I say, let's just um, recap here, because uh, each of the gurus we talked about, we had a core value for them. So let's um, end this series, and uh, please talk about, uh, and, and just mention at least each of the core values again for each of the gurus. And I'll, I'll make yes. sure I have those in the uh, podcast notes as well. Yes, yes. That's, a, that's an excellent uh, point and, and the way to end. At the end of the day, it was sort of a history part of us. But, you know, in our rendition of history, you can't not <laughs> uh, bring in Gurbani, bring in our, our way of life, bring in our, our that. So it's, it's all three of them together, Bani, Tawarik, which is history, and Zahat. And, and I think, yes, the... The, the core for, for me is what the core values that each of the gurus embodied, even though, as I mentioned right in the beginning, that all gurus embodied all of them. But by Nanlalji in his uh, writing called the Ganjnama has kind of elucidated uh, these, these 10 uh, values. And it's kind of, for me, it's like a cycle. It starts with humility and courage and then just continues. So Guru Nanak's attribute was humility. Guru Angad Sahib, Nanak number two, was uh, submission. Uh, Guru Amr Das Sahib was equality. Guru Ram Das Sahib was service or seva. Guru Arjan Sahib was self-sacrifice. Guru Hargobind Sahib was justice. Guru Har Rai Sahib was compassion. Guru Hari Krishna Sahib was clarity, clarity of thought. Guru Teg Bahadur Sahib uh, was composure and Guru Gobind Singh Sahib was courage. So it's really, I mean, if you look, I'm looking at it right now and, and thinking about it is how you really have to step on the foot, st step forward with humility to continue to the journey of courage. Uh, courage can't be had in isolation. There's, there's a whole journey that has to take place and all of these elements, these core values are needed to become I guess on the foundation of Guru Granth Sahib to become the Khalsa, which was, which was the whole revolution of Guru Nanak to Guru Gobindsen. So humility, submission, equality, service, self-sacrifice, justice, compassion, clarity, composure, and courage. And to breathe, I just want to say thank you for all your research. Thank you for your time. Um, thank you for the last 12 months. It's been great. I hope the listeners and at least the feedback I get um, they are learning and, and they like uh, the 12 Guru series. So I appreciate all your time and effort. 
Thank you very much to you and your listeners, uh, Manpreet. This has been a pleasure for me uh, as well. And again, so thanks, everyone. Yep. Uh, hopefully, we'll have more like this uh, uh, continuing on next year. Bye, Gujika. Bye, Gujika. Bye, Gujika.